What time is it? It's time for Cinema Swamp. What do you mean? Okay. Let's party. Whoa, this is heavy. In this episode, we discussed The Batman, Matt Reeves' hit film from earlier this year. This episode was recorded back on April 14th. Sorry for some of the audio issues. We have a new setup that we've been testing out. And some of the episodes will be a bit delayed in the coming weeks. But after we have everything out, we'll be able to start fresh with all new Cinema Swamp episodes. In the meantime, enjoy our discussion on The Batman. We're talking about The Batman. (laughs) The Batman. Catwoman, it ties in. Not 1989 Batman, we're talking about the Batman. Not 1966, the Batman. There are no bat nips, unfortunately. That's my first main point, I'm just kidding. There were some cat nips. Was there? Yeah. What? What? Cat nips. (laughs) (laughs) Cat nip. We'll edit that in post. Let's all like start laughing. And Jamie, it'll cut to us just Jamie, laughing. pull up catnips. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a fictional Jamie that yeah <laughs> that edits our and researches our shit? Joe Rogan, okay, tangent related to catnips. Goose, one of our cats, has an armpit nipple. What? Really? Yeah. Whoa. So Zach plays with it. How does that even really? happen? I don't know. It's an extra armpit nipple. An extra? Why and do you our, need an original? And our kid likes to attack my nipples. Oh. Mm-hmm. Zach lets it happen. It's probably like, well, where's your armpit nipple? It's probably <laughs> No, a different cat. Dipper. Okay. Nipper. Nipper. This is the Batman 2022. <laughs> He's still kind of yes. named Avenger. <laughs> His full name is Dipper Vengeance. We are never going to get to this goddamn episode. You're never going to get Thundercock Razor Fist. Okay. Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yes. Which is like apparently a trend at Warner Brothers. Just add the to the beginning of every one of their movies. And they're like, no, it's a new movie. The Aquaman. Yeah. That could have been the sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the you know the re the reboot they will be probably doing in their yeah, life. Probably. the man. <laughs> <laughs> we saw we saw the Batman. Oh, birds of prey. The birds of prey. The birds. Of birds the of the prey. prey. Birds of the prey. <laughs> birds of the prey. Birds prey of the. <laughs> birds prey eat love. <laughs> the. <laughs> Shazam, the? <laughs> Question mark at the end? <laughs> well, it has an explanation point in Shazam, so I was like, the. <laughs> it's the sequel should no, be Shazam? The Zam. <laughs> the Zam. The, it'll be the, the Zam. <laughs> I like that. T H A Z M. No, the. the for each, each sequel should just be a different punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Throwing in Tarobang in there? Shazam. Mm-hmm. Shazam at yahoo.com. <laughs> Um. Okay, the Batman. 
<laughs> we saw it quite a while ago. Long time ago. Jesus, this is like multiple times. Yeah, we spent hours talking about this already. True. Yeah, we actually s- went and saw it a second time, mm-hmm. planning to go like record it. Yeah. And then it's a been what later. three weeks since then. Yeah, there's been yeah. there's just been mess after mess since then. Hey, it's great. We got a new recording setup. Which yeah. is going to be very confusing for any listener listening to every episode because uh, I'm going to try to get this one done first, and then you're going to listen to some other episodes that don't have as good a quality. Mm-hmm. So it's you can be... maybe hear me. Yeah, I I hope so. Actually, I learned, even though I just had the headphones I heard, on. I, I hope I hope you turn me down. <laughs> I... Okay, wait, wait. Keep talking. I'm going to just turn you down quick. Okay. Okay. See now you can't hear you at all. All right. And now you're back. I actually have yours the loudest, which shocks me. I'm Vengeance? Yeah. I'm Vengeance? You're just a quiet dude. I guess I'm just a quiet dude. Yeah. Wait, is this quiet? Because I'm talking No, I have it good now. I mean, you're good now. Here I am. Yeah. Once again. Anyway, we're going to finally talk about the Batman because uh, one of the biggest movies to come out this year, big reboot of uh, the character known as the Batman. The Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of a reboot of Edward Cullen, in a way. Robert Pattinson, for the rest of the world, didn't realize that he was doing other movies. Edward got so goth. Yeah. More goth, somehow. I'm into it. I mean, well, he went, tangent, Edward is not goth at all. Well, what would he be considered? A fuckboy. <laughs> Just a fuckboy. Absolutely. Have that, you seen his hair? I thought Fuck that boy. movie had like the style of <laughs> 2008 pick- Hot Topic emo. He's a pick me Twilight? Girl. Yeah. No. Not really? No. Okay. I thought it did. And, and, I mean, like, not emo. Like Twilight is like if a pick me girl met a f- boy and someone recorded them for. But in a week. 2008. Yeah, I'm talking about like what Hot Topic. The era of 2008. Emo. No, I think Hot Topic was still pretty dark mm-hmm. for the Twilight aesthetic. I think they were aesthetic. like scene kid more, like bright neon in 2008. Maybe. So maybe a couple years earlier. This movie, The Batman, kind of reminds me of old school Hot Topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like old school Hot Topic, which is coming back in apparently. case you guys haven't noticed. Well, it's because we're like our generation's growing up, and now it's like now that's what's nostalgic. Now going back mm-hmm. to that is nostalgic. So like the Batman and like the people making the movies right now are like reverting back to mm-hmm. that late '90s, early 2000s style, which. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Just like vinyl is on the rise, now maybe GameStop will be on the rise. <laughs> like buying, <laughs> buying physical media Dude, video the games. Video will be store there. is coming back. We're <laughs> blockbusters everywhere. Yeah. No, for like five years. <laughs> it'll, go it'll be like yeah. a quick trend. What is it? Uh, video now makes an appearance for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't even. You kids don't even know what video now is. You're just looking at me like. Tell me what a video. It's a now. video store. No, it's a it's know. a portable little and it had like little oh. discs and you could watch little Nickelodeon cartoons. Oh yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. People had them like in the in their cars and stuff. I, I say that because like I know that that was such a blink and you'll miss it time of. Uh, mm-hmm. What about yeah. those? Like the little things. The that little you song. In? I had that. Yeah, those. I had that. But yeah. it didn't even. It only played like a part of a song. Dude, remember the toothbrushes and you put it in your mouth? Toothbrushes. I hated those. <laughs> Toothbrushes. Yeah. Evan. Nirvana. Waiting for Nirvana. They had pop punk <laughs> ones. I mean, I, I remember Evan or Disney. Levi. Oh, that's true. Either yeah. Evan or his brother had the had Black Eyed Peas, like one of their early early songs. What you gonna do with all that? <laughs> 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 all that junk in the back of your 
teeth back of your mouth. They that make separate matter. edits of the song specifically for yeah, the toothbrush. Dude, you know it'd be the Kids Bop versions. Yeah. Which are still, they still make Kids Bop CDs of modern day songs. They are still doing it. Yeah, because didn't they have to didn't do like an do, edit of WAP or yeah, something? Yeah, and it's like waffles and pancakes or something. What? Are you oh, serious? I think so. No way. Like, really? Yeah. They did that? Oh, dude. Oh, dude, that's perfect. That's so awesome. That makes my day. Wow, that was a tangent. Waffles and pancakes. This is what you're talking about, isn't it? Just I know. <laughs> I know. Just like, this we is... all have undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, but then we got to bring, bring it back. Oh, I'm diagnosed. Time. I forgot that. Yeah. I would really like the, the gothic aesthetic of this movie. <laughs> I don't know yet. about you guys, but it it felt real fresh, and it felt like an actual Batman comic mm-hmm. to me. Um, real world setting, but also feels like a comic book. Yes. Which is something I thought. I thought the Nolan movies were going to be the only ones that could really set in the real world without starting to get like really cartoony with everything. And not in a bad way, but like... This movie achieved something else that I haven't really seen yet. They made it feel like the comic book is real. Like, like there's Nolan real where it's like real real, and then there's like, oh, this comic book is like real. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, like what you see in the comic book could actually be real. Yeah. No, because like, like... Architecture and the, like the people living in it, like could actually be real people one of they might be a little out there because like one of the first things i thought coming out of it was like wow they kind of found a perfect balance between the fantasy otherworldliness of the tim burton movie and mixed it with the very real world aesthetics of the christopher yeah. nolan films and yeah. i guess like i thought christopher nolan it's funny because now I watched the Christopher Nolan movies and I was like, yeah, it's almost like they went too real. And I was kind of worried that the Batman, when they were calling it a grounded Batman movie, I was like, but we just got that. Like, can't we see it really go kind of more back to what Tim Burton did and what the comic books are really like? And yet this movie found a... It's grounded, but yeah, like you said, it's also... Like, it's clearly not a real place. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't just look like Chicago. Yeah. This looks like... Um, this could be a place, but it does not exist. Yeah. Um, his his apartment, or I mean, his uh, mm-hmm. sky. He lives in a skyscraper in the movie. It's not a mansion. Yeah. I was corrected here because yeah. they go to the mansion. Wayne the Tower. They yeah, Wayne Tower. It literally looks like um, this gothic, uh, like almost like you're in like a cathedral. <laughs> mm-hmm. All like it's you'll missing. Po- you'll poke your eye out if you walk. Right. All you're missing is like the, the gargoyles, basically. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Nolan Batman's, like, filming in Chicago and Philadelphia, like, was it Philadelphia, was that, or Pittsburgh was the third movie, it was Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, they kind of, they kind of bounced around for each movie, mm-hmm. like, various locations. The first two, though, were primarily Chicago, though, yeah. I believe. Um, and, like, he has such a specific style, like, I don't think you could ever confuse his directing style with another director, whereas... Matt Reeves, like, this does feel like his other movies, but his style feels mixed in enough with other, just other superhero movies where it feels natural and, like, familiar. So, like, the city, even though, like, like so, like, Nolan's movies, his movie making is only familiar to 
Nolan, I feel like. Like, his style of movies is only recognizable as Nolan. But it's in a familiar location like Chicago or Pittsburgh, something that's real and people have seen. This, the movie style, the way that he made it, is more relatable, almost, or, like, it's it feels more familiar. Like, I feel like I've seen this in other movies, but the act, like, Gotham itself doesn't feel familiar. That's, to me, what feels like the biggest difference. The city itself isn't as familiar as the Dark Knight movies, but the style of making the movie is. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Am I making any... Yeah, I mean, like, are you basically kind of summing up, like, it's different approaches to, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like different mm-hmm. approaches to the material that matches up with what they've done previously. and Kind of, yeah. Like, like for Matt Reeves, like, I mean, the only movies that people might know that would be, that you'd compare, like, I wouldn't compare this to Cloverfield, mm-hmm. but I would compare this to the Planet of the Apes movies, you know, right. in terms of, like, movie making. Mm-hmm. Um and even that, there's still, like, a normal blockbuster feel to his. Not, like, over-the-top blockbuster, but just, like, a normal... Like, his way of making a movie, whoever is doing the editing and the cinematography, feels more like it blends in more with other movies than Christopher Nolan movies do. Christopher Nolan movies feel like they have such a specific feel. Like, Inception feels just like The Dark Knight to me. Hmm. And, like, other Nolan movies. But, like, I wouldn't get it mixed up with, like, Denis Villeneuve or someone. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I kind of get what you mean. I'm, um... You know, it, you brought up the Planet, Planet of the Apes franchise, too. Because, you know, as far as, like, this type of movie... Um... Going back to, like, I, I'm thinking more of just how it was promoted and how it was, like, oh, it's going to be grounded. It's going to be, like, a very real interpretation of that. When I hear grounded, I think it's going to be real. This is going to be, um, like, like if you went outside, it could happen to you kind of Batman. When mm-hmm. I hear grounded, I think of that, not, you know, what they really mean is probably there's not going to be a Batman running around with a bomb you know, saying mm-hmm. sometimes can't get rid of a bomb. You more, know, more grounded compared to the comics and source material than grounded as in real life. Mm-hmm. So that does leave some flexibility. Yeah, but basically, like what I thought the movie was going to be like, I should have watched <laughs> the Planet of the Apes movies again and realized now this guy likes to take these ideas that really should be not taken seriously and make them work. Um, because, like, Planet of the Apes, great movies. Um, I think he only did the, the second and the third yeah. one. But, yeah, and I love that third one, but when you really think about it and you get to that point, you're like, this is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Like, this idea should not be taken seriously. And yet, you're really, like, into it. And, yeah. you know, like, this idea of, like, you know, there's this disease that's causing the humans to not speak anymore, which is, like, why it chronologically or, or canonically makes sense in the later uh, future movies, which have already been made in the 60s. Like, oh, that's why the humans in the 1968 movie can't talk is because there was mm-hmm. a disease. That's interesting. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of stupid. And it works. I feel that same way about this movie because I'm like, you got, you got like real world building aesthetics, but also clearly not the real world. And you have... Like, a guy who's literally just referred to as Penguin. 
Like, people call mm-hmm. him the Penguin. They don't try to call him... Uh, what's his real name anyway? Like Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, they don't they don't call him that like throughout the movie. I mean, would you call him that? No, I guess not. But they like they they literally like him and Gordon are going over everything, and he's like they just call him the Penguin. And <laughs> some mm-hmm. people call him Oz though. Yeah, some. But I mean, like it's great that like the t- the people who are literally trying to go after him, like yeah. the, like the head of the police department is calling him. Penguin. That's his street name. Oh, but it's great, <laughs> and I love that. Well, if you worked at Club Penguin, people might. <laughs> Club Penguin. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I like that they. Those were the days. It's not afraid to be a comic book movie, mm-hmm. and you know Matt Reeves can just take these ideas that you know Batman is kind of a silly idea. Nolan did his own thing, and he made it work and made it serious. And Matt Reeves is almost taking it to a sillier realm. And making it just as serious. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. I love that. I love that they're not afraid of the comic. They're not afraid of the source material. Yeah. yeah. I think, so. uh, <laughs> I, I would say, like, my, like, first point that I want to talk about was, like, the, yeah, the big, the biggest difference between the this and the, and the most recent, like, Batman singular movies, which I would say is the Nolan movies, not the, like, Snyder stuff. Um, so... That was that, that was the first thing I want to mention is like what I saw is like different between the Nolan movies and this one. Um, in terms of like the overall environment and like Gotham as like you know, we talk and joke about like the city being a character, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the most defined like the city as a character, like Batman movie, I think. Yeah. I mean I mean, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about like Batman, Batman Returns, maybe not, because those are pretty, like, defined cities, too, but yeah. um, for modern, you know, post-millennia Batman movies, this is. When you think of, like, all the, even superhero movies that have come out since, um, since, like, the millennium, mm-hmm. yeah, like, even, I think the the only movie I can think of where like the environment played a huge role would be like Black Panther. That's like the only one I could think of immediately where there's like a whole city and there's a whole reasoning to the city and the mechanics of it. Yeah. Um, and this one doesn't. Not even... in the city really though in Black Panther. Yeah, They're but, in like one scene. But I mean, like even this movie doesn't have a whole lot of like. There's not a whole lot of function to the city itself as far yeah. as playing into the story. Yeah. But yet. It's like, like you said, it is like a character. It is like... And I, th- mm-hmm. I think that part of that is just... And maybe because of Black Panther 2, is like it's isolated from the rest of the world, so it feels really... Like, mm-hmm. like this is Batman's domain. This is mm-hmm. contained to Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Black Panther and Wakanda. In the comics, is Gotham like in the water? Like It's, a, it's like Staten Island, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it's like an island. Okay, because I don't think they ever do that in the Dark Knight movies. But then, like, I've been playing the new, like, or, like, not new, it's not new now, Arkham Knight, and that's, like, sur- that's completely surrounded by water. It's basically, like, a floating city. No, they do that in the Nolan movies, because that's how he succeeds with his plan of, like, he blows up all the bridges. Oh, yeah, I yeah. suppose. It's not just a river, though? I mean, I think in that movie they kind of did it like that, just okay. because they were going for, like, oh, it's Chicago, basically. Yeah. But it is surrounded by water, technically, because... That's the only way his plan works mm-hmm. is to like completely seclude them. But is is Gotham always supposed to be like right next door to Metropolis? Yeah, is it or is that just? A I thing? don't know. See, I I'm not a hundred percent 
sure on the geography of that because I, I'm not sure if Metropolis is in Kansas, where Superman's from, or if that's like if Metropolis is like New York and it's right next to Gotham. Mm-hmm. I know there's like Bloodhaven, and I think that's pretty close to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Was well, it like I think Central City is like a Midwest city, right? Yeah. And then like what Sterling City? I don't know where the hell that is, like Detroit or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not the expert. There's no fictional West Coast cities in comic I, books. The Teen Titans. They have a fictional West Coast city. Mm-hmm. What's the? I don't remember the city name, but oh. that's where the Teen Titans are. Classic. Um, it might just be San Francisco. I was I gonna know. say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's just San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the Riddler. I kind of enjoyed the Penguin more. Did you? I did. I thought the penguin was awesome. Good performance. Um, There's no f-ing way that was Colin Farrell. I'm gonna <laughs> say that right now. It's, I mean, it's a good point. It does really make you question, like it was incredible. Like, yeah, did not look like him. Mm-hmm. Did not sound like him. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of wild, and I didn't understand at first why they were doing that. Like, why were they making? Why were they doing the makeup thing and everything like that? But yeah, because it, it's are they doing like a HBO show? They are. So they gotta do, they gotta like do his makeup like that for however many hours for a whole oh, TV show. That, yeah. That's gotta take forever. Like, why would and you then do that? However many sequels. Yeah. That he's in. Yeah, I think for a TV show, how many hours of filming for a full length TV show? Yeah, I feel like he's to do all that makeup for. They would have to make it a pretty streamlined process. Yeah. If that's if he was to sign up for that, there's mm-hmm. no way, unless he's getting paid, like. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's bored. Robert Downey Jr. Money. <laughs> Maybe he's having fun. Got mm-hmm. nothing else okay, to he do. Can love it. Maybe he's at a point in his career where he's like, I just, I just. Want he's to like, it's this or Crimes of Grindelwald. What else do I got? Yeah. Yorgo Slanther most movies. I got out. I got out there. A good time. <laughs> I did one movie and I'm out. Got paid. One and out. That's what I always say. <laughs> Except for this franchise, <laughs> apparently. Um, no, I like the Penguin a lot, I, and I like the Riddler, but I just was like, to me, the Penguin, anytime he showed up, he stole the show. I'm glad mm-hmm. he wasn't in a majority of the movie, because it would have thrown mm-hmm. the whole Riddler aspect of it completely off. I don't think the Riddler would have been as effective. He doesn't feel as much of a Batman villain in this one. I don't know if it's just because they're building him up, or... Yeah, I think they're building him all up. I, I think they're going to, like, have him come back, and he's going to, like, grow and become the crime boss yeah. that we all know from the... But he's not, like, front lines, Danny DeVito kind of penguin. Mm-hmm. I think he is, like, just, like... He's good because he's not... Like, I wouldn't want to see him be the main villain, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, but he's good at playing, like, the loose cannon crime boss who sets things in motion but isn't necessarily a mastermind, you know? Like, he's just unpredictable and he's a nuisance. And he maybe enables crime, but, like, he's not, like, the Riddler. You know, he's not himself, like, the mastermind of, like, evil for evil's sake. Like, he's a capitalist. He's not, like, the Riddler who's trying to get rid of capitalists, you know? It's like lawful evil or lawful neutral even. Yeah, like I, I mean, maybe or him neutral, and Joker could evil. could team up, but I can't imagine them having anything in common. 
Right. You know. Come on. Which I like that. Have you seen the 60s show? They have a lot. They have a lot in Probably. common. Yeah, they, have, <laughs> they had all four of the same villains in this as in the original the, movie. The original movie. Yeah. This is the first one since the original movie that has them all. Um, Chloe, have you? did you write down any points? Do you have any points? Um, I do. Oh. One of them was the penguin that's not Colin Farrell. Well, we're all in agreement. It's not Colin Farrell. It is not like, Colin Farrell. He, they just said it was. Colin Farrell. <laughs> they got us. It's Colin Hanks. It's Will Farrell. It's, it's Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Farrell Williams. <laughs> Will Farrell. I said Will Farrell. Oh, I think, I mean, I told you guys too. I think they made him look and act to me so much like Joe Pesci that it's. I, I'm convinced that they begged and begged and begged Joe Pesci to be yeah. the penguin and he just wouldn't do it. And so they made someone else do it. Jonah Hill? I think I remember that. Yeah, Maybe that, you just told was, me. You're not wrong. That was, I think, talked about for a while. Yeah, I'm glad he, they didn't do that. Yeah. That been he would make a, such a... If, give him a monocle. Dude, I would love to see <laughs> Wait, Jonah Hill is, with a monocle. Give this man a monocle. Give him a monocle. This is going back to that. In a top I mean, hat. Haven't you seen... I think I've shown you the poster before. Yeah, I've seen the monocle. Where it's... When after... Jesse Eisenberg was hired as Lex Luthor, and then they did a poster <laughs> where it was him just bald, and then they had Jonah Hill on the top hat and you know, the monocle, and then they had Michael Sarah on there as the Joker. The Joker. Really? And then they wrote on there, it's like they're gonna they're gonna pull one more job before going to college. Yeah, before going to college. Okay. That's the funniest shit ever. Jesse Eisenberg wasn't even in that. No, because and here's the thing. So like. They just made fun of Jesse Eisenberg, but then all these years later, you're not wrong. They did talk to Jonah Hill about being. In, I mm-hmm. think it was this movie. They were talking about it. It was because I remember when Colin Farrell got the job. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's like, a he, weird pivot. What was the whole thing too? Wasn't Jonah Hill like really pushing for it? And no, he wa- he didn't want it. Oh, he didn't want because he didn't want to be wanted... thought of as like oh, a fat. Oh yeah, like no, the remember? fat guy. Yeah. He wanted more money. I think actually. Oh well, maybe. I'll look it up, but yeah, Chloe, what were you going to say? Like, um, I really liked that this was like a detective kind of movie. Like, mm-hmm. Batman was walking around the crime scene, like, finding clues and stuff. That was super, super cool. Yeah, it's like refreshing. Like, this is the, the first, I mean, there is detective stuff in the other ones. But, like, but this, not like you can follow as well. Yeah, this feels very cohesive mm-hmm. of like a this detective story. This was like, he's story. a detective. And even yeah. he is figuring out this story. It even starts with like an open monologue, like an old gumshoe kind of private mm-hmm. eye, like old show. Yeah. Like actual noir. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's weird that you have to describe it as refreshing, like, because it shouldn't have to be. For <laughs> right. And that should be like always part of Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like you said, I mean, I felt like it was part of the Nolan movies. I think they made him smart, which is important. Mm-hmm. But actually having that be a huge component of the job, yeah. See, and I feel like in the Nolan movies, he was almost too smart. Like, in this one, I kind of like that the Riddler was like, you didn't fucking figure it out yet, dude? Like, do I mm-hmm. have to spell it all out for you? Mm. I kind of like that, because, like, mm-hmm. he's just this guy with a lot of money doing yeah. this yeah. and like he is trying to figure it out but he's not like this superhuman he's mm-hmm. just a guy yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah and they really made it feel like it was year two of batman and yeah not, not like 
the Nolan movie, like, even the first Nolan movie, he was, like, already in it. Like, once he met up with Morgan Freeman, he was ready to go. He knew mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> he knew what to do. Yeah, and, and that, I mean, they still have him be... They still have him as, like, a younger Batman, yeah. which is, like... I like that, too, because even with the Nolan movies, they went pretty quickly into, like, okay, he, yep, he's Batman, now we're going to go into the Dark Knight, and basically, we're going to have him go up against the, his biggest villain of all time, but it seems like he's already pretty well-trained at that point mm-hmm. because of the first movie. I like that this one, like, even his body, he's, like, not, he's not, like, the biggest guy on the planet. Like, he still is, mm-hmm. like, just, if I can say, a normal millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Didn't... Robert Pattinson also wasn't there like a thing where he refused to work. Oh out, yeah, like, every he day? pissed off the director because yeah. he did not get mm-hmm. the director wanted him to get ripped, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Every production mm-hmm. report I heard about this movie would have made me think this movie was not going to be good because I heard there were a lot of tensions between him and the director. Um, so, so I don't know how true those were, but the one thing that ended up being true that I don't think anyone knew till the movie came out, and yet was told to us by leaks months ago was that he didn't get buff for the role and i'm like well he didn't so. which i totally respect yeah. honestly i don't think you should have to get to ridiculously be. ripped to be a street vigilante you know mm-hmm. especially because it is like early on in his being bad like i think we talked about it i personally didn't really feel like he truly was batman until the end of the movie yeah yeah no, and i think that's like mm-hmm. an inherent part yeah. of the story too so it's like yeah, he just this became this vigilante mm-hmm. like of course he's not going to be crazy ripped mm-hmm. and i like that he's not yeah i'd be okay if he stays like this i like because like I mean, he's I like still a super fit guy and yeah. it yeah. still makes sense that he could kick ass and be in the shape that he is, you know? Well, there's, like, there's some Batman comics where he's, like, almost inhumanly big. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think the only one who's really accomplished that is Ben Affleck. And I like that. But also, I'm fine with some variation in the stories. And it's like, yeah, here yeah. it made sense for this story to not have him. Yeah. And even if they never do, it's like, <clears throat> it kind of goes back to that grounded aspect of it. It's like, does he need to be big in order to fight good? It's like, nah, he's really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, like... It's yeah, like, and I like that about it. I think like part of it is like, you know, human will. Like you believe in something that like, you're just gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're gonna show up. Mm-hmm. But also, what is so cool and in a way refreshing about this Batman is like it's realistic in terms of like logistics and time. So like he during the day he's like drowsy and sleepy because he's up all night. He's, like, wearing sunglasses because his eyes hurt because he's, like, literally used to being, you know, at night all the time. I like that realism. I like that he is a shitty face of, of Wayne Enterprises in the daytime because he's he's Batman. Like, Bruce Wayne is, like, his mm-hmm. his mask, you know? And so I think with something that you see in... I don't know if you get any montages in, in The Dark Knight. I know he does push-ups and Batman Begins. Um, but in... BVS, he has this crazy long monologue of him, of Ben Affleck getting ready to fight Superman and like exercising and, you know, and yeah, he looks awesome and he looks like super ass wide and I, I like that. But if with all the time that you put into being Batman, when do you have time to exercise too? You know, like Batman is the exercise for him and that's what seems realistic in this Batman movie. It's like him. 
his exercise is beating up a bunch of criminals right. on his way to investigate a crime scene. And <laughs> like, also, like, kind of getting his ass kicked on the way sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, so he's, like, getting tempered. That's his exercise of the night. But he's doing it on his way to be Batman somewhere else, yeah, too, you like, know? It's like the Robert California thing. Would you pay to go to a gym every day or... Or fight day? Stu once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Stu <laughs> once a month. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I do, like, and just going back to, like, how he's only in his second year, I do, like, like you said, like, the whole meaning of the story is, like, him becoming Batman. That is, like, what he does by the end of the film. He figures out what Batman really should be versus what he thought he was accomplishing. Because I think of, like, the second Dark Knight movie, which is kind of meant to be his second year. It's I think it's a little more than after the first year. Uh, I feel like, who knows, but that movie is more about the villain's because um, that movie's supposed to be darker, and it's at like a point where the Batman's still not working, regardless of mm-hmm. what they did in the first movie. But that's more because there's so much pushback from the villains that they're gonna. This is like their last stand. They're gonna do everything they can to make sure he doesn't succeed, and that they still stay on top. And then the Joker comes, and he's like, "We we don't even care about what our values are. We're just gonna. We just can't let anybody win." And mm-hmm. I like that this movie the reasoning for the Batman not working is more just on him. Like, it's a nice flip side to like, yeah. what we've gotten before, but being like... Because uh, I've even heard criticisms of that, where they're, like, criticizing the movie for not being true to Batman. And I'm like, did, did you watch the movie? Because the movie's literally about becoming true to the Batman. Because mm-hmm. what he's doing at first, like... It's like, okay, is it commendable? Or at the same time, is mm-hmm. he, like... It... Is just beating up random people on the street really working? Because are mm-hmm. those the real problems? And as you find out in the movie, it's like, no, those aren't the real problems. Mm-hmm. There's people way up there mm-hmm. who are really causing the problems. We're keeping Gotham as well, shitty like, as it is, yeah. Even when he is beating up like the gang on the street, the guy he was there saving looks at him and goes, don't hurt me. So, like, mm-hmm. at, right at the beginning, it's like, oh... Like, he's not really much better mm-hmm. than the villains that he's supposed to be fighting because people are Everyone's afraid of him. of him. Everyone's afraid yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. When really it should just be bad people. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice um, Robert Pattinson is famous for his accent slipping? Did you guys catch it in the movie? Mm-mm. I caught it a couple times. Do you remember specific? Words? I remember there was one really bad one when him and Alfred are in the hospital. And that, like scene okay you lied to me alfred <laughs> there's a couple times I, I where mean, he says something and i'm like mm. <laughs> I, I i now that you explain it that way you're right i did kind of notice that a couple times where like i didn't not enough clearly to yeah think it about didn't it, but i only caught it the second time we watched it because like i know people like he does that in Pretty much all of his movies. If you watch close enough, you can catch it in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Really bad in all the Twilight movies. <laughs> but um, the second time we watched it, I was kind of watching for that, and I caught it a couple times. I just think it's fun to catch stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you think the movie was too long? Or do you think it was... I'm not going to say, I... like, I wish it was longer, because I doubt it. Anyone would mm-hmm. say that. But... I thought it was paced well, uh, probably until the last act hmm. it felt a little drug on like when the the walls burst yeah and the whole the what was that the 
election speech or mm-hmm. whatever. That seemed kind of campaign jugged. election night. Election, yeah, night. it was like the election night. Yeah, they campaign won. speech. Yeah. yeah, it's tough because like it doesn't feel though that like any part of the movie was wasted. Like it all felt no. important and it meant to. It was meant to be there, mm-hmm. but it was so long. Let's like when when you know, like the the deleted the Joker deleted scene was was revealed. Mm-hmm. For me, I thought like your movie is already this long. Why not just throw that in? Like you're already. Yeah. Making me stay here for three hours. I'll stay here for three hours and five, you know. Why do you think they cut that out? I think because they don't want to. It's confusing because I would think they wouldn't include it because they they can be free to design the Joker any way they want in the future. And they don't necessarily need to keep that actor if they decide to do something yeah. else within like the next two or three years. Yeah. But the fact that Warner Brothers officially released it the way they did kind of makes me think, well, now you can't do anything different because this isn't something you included on the Blu-ray that, like, half of, you know, if the people in the saw the first, you know, the original movie are going to see it. Like, you know, but now you promoted it almost like it's advertising. Let me, let like, me give you some pushback. Some... Let me give you some pushback, though. Crimes of Grindelwald... <laughs> Literally have Johnny Depp, <laughs> and now Secrets of Dumbledore. We have, yeah. yeah. But at the same like, time, everyone hates that. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm just but, saying, like, Warner Brothers is, is willing to go. But, there. I, I don't think it's that they, they didn't give us enough they, Joker they could, to be glued to that actor. They could no, still put someone. Let in. me push back on that a little bit. Uh, not that I'm defending those movies, but. In the first movie, and probably the books, it's stated that Grindelwald is like a shapeshifter dude. Mm. Turned from Colin oh, Farrell, f- Johnny Depp. <laughs> he could easily turn into... Let me push back. Let me push back. Let me push forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the deleted scene, um, the only thing I could think of is that maybe the Joker like solved the case too fast. Like, yeah. for the movie, like, it just negated well, everything no, you know, that Batman scene, did. He could have just taken it right to the Joker. Right. The scene doesn't need to be in the movie because we just don't need it. Like, it's not mm-hmm. necessary to the story. But I'm thinking more, scene. like, as far as being deleted, but they still have him in the movie later, more covered up. I felt like that was a creative choice to make sure we have freedom and flexibility for the future films. But then they went ahead and released a deleted scene in like the mm-hmm. grandest of ways that yeah. really tied into the movie. If you had to type in ratata.com, yeah. like that's the part where I'm like, I want to know if Matt Reeves, but he shared it on Twitter. So it's mm-hmm. like clearly then they that is the design they want and that's the actor they want and i actually don't know it why seemed pretty cool you, it seemed pretty i like how they did that honestly. do you think maybe they were afraid of having a joker right away uh, do you think if people didn't like it they wouldn't have shared it then maybe yeah. because i know a lot of batman fans are die hard heath ledger joker like fans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the two iterations of Joker we've had afterwards have gotten a lot of backlash. So maybe they were a little hesitant to have him in there. And then afterwards they were like, well, we got it. Jared Mm -hmm. Leto had a lot of pushback. I think Joaquin. That's because Jared Leto sucks. sucks. People really did like Jared Leto or not Jared Leto. (laughs) Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I saw people liked that, but there were a lot of people um, who were misunderstanding and misrepresenting the movie. 
mm-hmm. who then like insoles were taking it. Yeah, and no, being, there's, like, there's definitely. And then there was pushback for yeah. that. I feel like the guys who like the Joker movie are like the same guys who love uh, Boondock Saints. Well, it yeah, if you go on Letterboxd and look up the top like ten most popular movies in the past few years, it's like Parasite, Joker, you know, mm-hmm. and then like. Oh into the spider-verse you know like it's up there among i i think there are a lot of film bros that get letterboxed and they add in mm-hmm. like you know they add in pulp fiction joker and you know fight club you it's, know it's that i mean that's just like a whole other thing but yeah. like if those are his top three movies it's a red flag <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better uh, yet better yet have him say your favorite movies and then immediately ask why do you like those movies because like because they're Awesome. Without like, sucking the director's yeah. dick, why do you like that movie? So if he starts talking about, it's very introspective about the male soul. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, I I think having the Joker in this movie is okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I I did wonder if there'd be pushback, but and plus you can't do Batman without the Joker eventually. So like, screw all the people who are like, you've done the Joker too much. You need to have the Joker in there, but. I think I'm the only one on the planet who wanted Joaquin Phoenix to have like the same universe as this one, and that just like that was so that would have been that was, interesting. That was never gonna happen. He but was that, already I, like fifty. I was the only one rooting for that. But like mm-hmm. after seeing the deleted hey, scene, I was like, okay. he might not. He he might still be there. Maybe you never know. I I mean I could see them of madness. like sliding <laughs> it in. Fuck with everything. But I, I mean yeah I don't know because they never fully established that 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 Joker happens in the eighties. They just make things look. 80s ish, mm-hmm. you know. Other than like Bruce Wayne as a child <laughs> I mean, in the I movie, just, I don't know if that's my biggest problem. I think my thing is like, does the studio want to go for that? What do people want to go for that? Yeah. And I don't think so. I think people just want it to all be separate. Which whatever, they have a new Joker in this movie. Okay. They'll probably still make other Joker movies. I you... like how gnarly this Joker looks. Yeah, I think that's pretty. Really cool. Do. What do you think of this? Like from that one scene. What what do you think of this Joker's like performance? I guess like incredible. How he acts. I'm I'm so. Uh, he sold. felt very. He felt like Heath Ledger to me. He, Zach, you just hate the. Some actor. and some not. I'm like, just saying. He's I way more like. Heath Ledger vibe, I guess. I, I I didn't really like maybe in a couple things that he said, um, but like, and I don't know. Part part of it is. Like like. Heath Ledger's performance is like good because of just the performance. I don't think his his performance was elevated because of like good cinematography or editing. Mm-hmm. I think his performance was as good because it was just his performance alone, which is great. This that little clip that we got, there was something about the camera behind him, him just standing there for like. 10 11 seconds before he slowly starts moving towards the window to batman the way that that scene i mean yeah less is more but like the way that it starts with him standing there his like his stillness his like there's something so much more haunting about this joker than heath ledger's joker heath ledger's joker was incredible because of performance great character his lines are amazingly well written um, but this, there's a different partnership with the camera, with mm-hmm. this character, that I can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a different animal, different breed altogether mm-hmm. with this Joker. And I think that's, it's not even just the prosthetics. I love that actor and, like, his weirdness. I love the laugh that he gives. 
but there's going to be something different about this because of specifically how the cinematography and the editing is going to make him into this Batman universe. That's why that's why I like it's so different about the Christopher Nolan Batmans is the whole the editing and cinematography separates these movies miles and miles apart. Not just the whole Bush era Batman versus <laughs> this era Batman. Which that whole con- oh, I don't even want to get into yeah. that. That's but like for Joker's that's that's my two cents. That's why I think they're they're different enough because they're filmed differently. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even just the performance. No, I'm not I'm not trying to say that they're like the yeah. same. It just mm-hmm. I don't know if it feels like his mannerisms or if it's just reminding me of Heath Ledger because we've had two very different Jokers compared to mm-hmm. source material. And you know, I thought, like, Jared Leto's Joker was more similar to Heath Ledger's. It seemed like Jared Leto was trying to do a shitty knockoff of yeah, Heath Ledger, I, but, like, Leto trying to be like, more edgy. Like, zany and... Like, you know what he felt like? He felt like a guy who would meet the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, and be, like, a big fan. He's like, I'm your biggest fan. Absolutely. Ah, ah, ah. And then, like, Heath Ledger's Joker would just kill him. Like, yeah. and be like, you're an embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> you're an embarrassment to your father or whatever. What is that Spider-Man line? You are an embarrassment to him. Yeah. Um, I think, like, any serious Joker that we get that tries to be more grounded, they're gonna have similarities to the Heath Ledger Joker just because that is such, like, it's more of a grounded movie more realistic so anytime we get another iteration of something trying to be more grounded there's obviously going to be little bits here and there similar and i'm sure people who like he's got to be a huge inspiration for people in that role because they're like this is like the joker when you think of the joker when at least when i think of the joker that's the first one i think of Mm -hmm. him and mark hamill Mm -hmm. but um like of course there's going to be little bits, but I think this one feels different enough just on the look alone that I think it'll be. Mm-hmm. Like, Because this one, he looks like he fell into a vat of acid and was right. horrifically mm-hmm. disfigured. Going and, like, back to like sticking to the comic books, I like that this one, even though it's very like, it's like grotesque, it's disturbing. It's uncomfy it's like, to look at yeah. and I love it. It's I like cheap. that they are kind of obviously going back to what happened in the comic books. I don't think this is just going to be a guy who disfigured his face mm-hmm. and that's fine if that's what they do in other movies but I like here, it's just going back to that like we're grounded mm-hmm. but we're also very mm-hmm. much sticking to what the comic books did and mm-hmm. you know, this is like this is not the real world. It's the real world but it's also very much not the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep talking about a character who's not really in the movie. <laughs> the Riddler? I mean, uh, the Joker was, like, kind of deleted anyway. It's yeah. more the Riddler's movie, which, you know, I think the biggest, like, hurdle with doing the Riddler is that, I don't know if the, not the comic books anyways, but I think a lot of film adaptations, there's a lot of similarities between him and, and the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. So I like that this one was finally, like, he's the zodiac killer yeah which is like when they introduced that i was like oh they're gonna make this like too they're gonna make it too on the nose like it's gonna be way too much of a reference where i'm almost like is this does this even count as a batman movie um no his ciphers were solvable that's true there's that they were they could figure them out actually like real quick too too. (laughs) um 
Yeah, it's true. Like, they, they didn't figure it out quickly. They're the exact same cipher, and they <laughs> solved it. But I, I, I like... I, I they like... accidentally solved the Zodiac cipher <laughs> trying to make fake Riddler ciphers. Yeah. Holy shit, did anyone look at this? I mean, it would be pretty... I mean, they it's rat. Like it's rat, universe. guys. It's rat. Rata a lot It'd be really lame, like, if in this universe, like, the Zodiac killer also exists. Because it's like, well, clearly you're just influenced by him. But... Well, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz is in our universe. Do this they Riddler? Have a this Liz man Liz. ate my son. This Riddler was <laughs> influenced by real life Ted Cruz. Because Ted Cruz's father also killed JFK. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot, lot of family blood there. Um, no, I, I, I like that the, it, it was very much uh, influenced by the Zodiac Killer, but it worked. Yeah, well. I did feel like this was a good... From someone who's super into true crime and sees a lot mm-hmm. of shitty things done with like influence and like pieces taken from true crime cases i feel like this was a really good nod to zodiac without being like hey we're referencing the zodiac killer you know Mm -hmm. it took the good parts from it you know but it was just to be iconography and not Mm -hmm. you know no reasoning or anything that that came that oh maybe maybe some of the incel stuff but like there wasn't anything actually about Incel, people just call it incel movies, but there isn't yeah. actually anything definable by incel. Yeah, just... I didn't think, like, this <laughs> seemed a lot so more <laughs> politically driven and a lot more, like, economically driven than any, like... Riddler fucks. It <laughs> seems hard for the incels to get, get a hold of this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people would, like, make the connection as much. I think this is more just, like... I think it's more supposed to be just, like power of like online media that really mm-hmm. yeah into it, which is yeah. like very much more general like that happens a lot and i i like too that the riddler for as terrifying he is during his actual like what i mean by like when he's performing to the crowd when he's doing his like when he's just meeting with batman in prison or when he's talking mm-hmm. to his followers online he's just like he's just a dude and mm-hmm. it's like and isn't that the most terrifying thing he's mm-hmm. just a dude at yeah. the end of the day <laughs> there was a part where when they're like finally in his apartment and um one of the cops is like oh this guy has like 500 followers mm-hmm. at first i was like oh haha like doesn't have many followers and i was like if mm-hmm. one person had 500 followers in one town like that, that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be so scary. really puts into perspective, too, like, the idea of... I don't know if the movie is being that deep, but, like, the idea Probably of... Probably like, not, but it's just something that I Yeah, but, it, but it's like, geez, you know, you think of people who have, like, millions of followers, and it's like, and meanwhile, he's got 500, and you're like, well, that doesn't matter, because then, like, how many people are going to show up to his big shindig? And yep. at the end, it's like... 500 people who know how to make bombs is a lot. Well, and even <laughs> you know? at the end of it, it's like, how many people are actually going to show up? Like, how many of them are just, like, trolling around, not actually taking him seriously? Even... 10% would be Right. Terrifying. And that's about how many mm-hmm. show up. Yeah. Like, it's not that many, but it's enough, and that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and it really kind of puts into perspective. It's like, wow, we go online and we think all these people, well, they're just bots. It's like, well, some of them are real, mm-hmm. and enough of them might be real. You know, some, it just takes a few. It mm-hmm. really just takes one, but it's like, it just takes a few of these guys to, mm-hmm. you know, in a very kind of overblown scenario but yeah the whole idea of them being trapped in the mm-hmm. stadium and they're at the top shooting at them it's like that, mm-hmm. that's the part where it's like this is almost too real for comfort mm-hmm. like even more so than the nolan movies like but that's what this does is it it does such a good job of making a 
an honest joke. It shows how pathetic that type of we're gonna keep calling it incel culture, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't have anything to do with sexuality. <laughs> but it's the sa- it's, it's the same. It like same it's energy. along it, the same the same vein. energy. Yeah, this does such a good job of making it look as pathetic as it is. Whereas, like literally, the movie Joker, I would say celebrates it, mm-hmm. and like you know, even though people thought it was a great movie, it it makes you root for an ugly kind of anarchy. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and it does not offer a solution where this clearly offers a solution. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Well, not even a solution. It offers, like... Batman. Hope. Uh, yeah, hope. Something you know? could change. It's not just a Band-Aid. It's, like... And, and they show Batman have, like, a character arc. He has, like, a heart change. And it's such... It's so visual. And, like, not only do you go through that with him, and you have the same change with him, but, like you can see this this actual turning point in his mission in Project Gotham or whatever, you know? <laughs> and, like, other Batman movies, you don't... I mean, like, I'm not even gonna... BVS, maybe, I guess, Martha. kind of has that. Otherwise, like, the next closest Batman movie that has that is, like, Batman Forever. Like... That's true. Yeah. That's the only that's one where the, where the Batman has, like, an actual arc in the mm-hmm. Batman because movie. Because he works alone and then Robin... Or what? Kind of, but he like he's like thinking about giving it up, and then you know has like an identity crisis throughout that movie, and eventually like comes around to like, no, I'm Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Nolan movies have no character arc for Batman at all, you know. Very vaguely in the first act of Batman Begins, there's you know him be- deciding to be Batman. I would say, but he doesn't. I don't think he goes through a change of character the rest of the movies. Really. I, I would. I would challenge you on that, but yeah. that would be a different discussion. But in the other movies? I, yeah, we don't have to talk about the Nolan movies. I think the Nolan, Nolan movies, movies is, it's, a, it's more subtle, but I don't think it actually plays into the story. Too subtle mm-hmm. for me to get it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I agree. I'm just saying, like, there's even been, like, there's just been takes on that movie that, those movies in general that have just, I even, I went off about it with you. Like, mm-hmm. I was just saying, like, it kind of pisses me off, because I'm like, I think people are just taking bits that they want to like about it. Yeah. And these are these are people who are trying to make the movie mean something that I don't think it means. But mm-hmm. this movie is very much more obvious, and I think it's done. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, a character arc for Batman, like, yeah, it's done better, obviously. Yeah. Like, as you said to you, visually, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, going back to, like, is it too long? I will say, because you're like, what could they get rid of in the movie? Um, and I watched it twice, and I, the biggest fear always is, like, is this going to drag the second time? Um, there is the part where he gets caught by the police. They don't take his mask off. Clearly, Gordon is stopping them to some degree to make sure that doesn't happen. And then he escapes. Now, thing is, is that it's a great scene. All of that is super great. Him not getting along well with the cops and them just kind of at, like, a weird second-year standstill of, like, we don't know what to do with this guy because we like him, but he also mm-hmm. helps. So, like, we really want him gone. We want any excuse to get rid of him that we won't look like the bad guys for getting rid of the help. But mm-hmm. I like all that. But really thinking about it, I was like, it doesn't really mean much for the movie in the end because the police mm-hmm. never really go after him again. They say they are, but yeah. they, they, it never plays into it. I think the three there's three scenes I think that you could take out because, for me, they weren't that emotionally devastating and they also i don't i think you could have furthered the story along without having to have that long of a scene i think when they're in the orphanage the orphanage scene kind of 
like draws out and you could have found another way to tell that part of the story without having to show them slowly walking through an orphanage. Um, the scene where he's like spray painting his floor, mm-hmm. laying pictures out and stuff. I just don't like that part at all anyway, but it's kind of it's kind of comic <laughs> kinda booky like, maybe. It's definitely the most campy and like come on. It's cool, but when you really like, think about like this is not a the most way unrealistic. <laughs> exactly. Like, draw <laughs> draw on a piece of paper. <laughs> you bought spray, spray paint for this? You know, anyway. You're going to be so high after um, that. Charlie in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I know. It's on I the know. wall. Dang it's man. concise. Like, it's yeah. all right there. I don't know how you think that that Spreading would be. Spreading it on the floor and really huge. Yeah, like, like spray where? painting words like, like savage next to like. <laughs> like Wait, let me go get my scissor lift quick because I gotta get up higher to even see what I'm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The third scene is the slow like dirt bike or like the motorcycles in the cemetery at the end. Ooh, wait a minute. Okay. I'll just say I did find one scene when I watched it the second time mm-hmm. that dragged just a little bit but this is like the only cut i could think of but it dragged enough where i was like i think if you cut this out it would be way better he meets the riddler in arkham uh that whole scene everything happens and then he says uh he kind of is a little he he makes him think like something else is gonna happen but batman doesn't know yet he goes back to the apartment investigates all of that you should have just cut all that out. I don't think you needed him to go back to investigate to figure out, oh, that first tool he used to kill that first guy, it actually ties into, you know, this room where yeah. you take the carpet up and then you find out it's a map and then they all blow up anyway. I'm like, wait, so you were too late anyway. Why weren't you just at Arkham and they yeah. all blew up? It is and very I Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is the <laughs> only part that really, like, drags yeah. for me when I watched it the second time. And I realized when they all blew up, I was like, oh my god, that scene doesn't need to be there. I'm mm-hmm. like, that was pointless. Like, you actually, the only reason it's cool is because, hey, that first tool he used, you know, that carpenter tool, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could have changed that to, into literally yeah. anything It else. almost would have been better if, like, it all happened and, like, the, the rest of the movie played out and then, like, there's a montage of him, like, helping those people oh, in the water yeah. and, like, it flashes to, like, cops ripping up the carpet and finding that yeah you could have done like a montage mm-hmm. way of doing it but if you like watch it again it's like that's the only part for me that drags where i'm like just because mm-hmm. i'm sitting there like get to the bombs get to the bombs like i, I dug it and it's also i was thinking earlier i want to say we don't get enough layers in movies like i love it when we get to see a good villain layer in anything oh, yeah and they had a top hey. top five layers like <laughs> i thought you meant like we don't see carpets ripped up enough in movies. i was <laughs> True. like i thought you meant like layers as in onions, onions as layers. in layers no i just think Hell it's no, cool to no see a, a good layer you know a good villain layer how dare though you not like the, the motorcycle through the cemetery yeah it's so long oh i don't like okay the music. i got a hot take i don't like the music. i really don't like and don't feel the chemistry between Catwoman and Batman. Okay. I don't dig it. Hmm. I, like I don't know if it's because I I don't like I don't know if it's because I don't like Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. I, I don't know if it's because I don't like her or if <laughs> I just don't like how they interact in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of I, it. I just want to say I want to see <laughs> Zoe Deschanel as Catwoman. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel with as uh, <laughs> with bangs. as Jessica Day <laughs> as Catwoman. I, 
I think their chemistry is, like, what it needed to be for this movie, but, like, the idea that they're going to be love interests, like... I didn't like yeah, it. I, I felt know. like that could have been cut out. I, like, I, I didn't... I, I kind of liked it. I'm not big on Zoe Kravitz in, in much... Like, in, in movies in general. Like, she's just not, like, a... She's not, like, an image in poots where I get, like, stoked anytime she's in anything. Um, but I, I, I didn't mind her, her... I liked her performance, and I like her Catwoman, and I... I, I would the love to see her was again. Fine, I just didn't yeah. like. I didn't believe her chemistry with Batman. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it needed to be there or like worked. Mm-hmm. I I think it did what it was supposed to do. Like, they're not supposed to end up together. I know there are comic books where like they get married, yeah. uh, but they're always supposed to just be kind of flirty enemies really like she's mm-hmm. she's cat burglar mm-hmm. he's a vigilante he's supposed to be stopping her but they flirt mm-hmm. uh, right. that's why i liked it i thought yeah. they just it did like he said it, it did what it was supposed to i just want to say like about that final scene like the reason I, that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie like actually really? the because the the seat what the motorcycles yeah like no, because I, um i don't like for that. one i love the music there because michael giacchino i thought made like mm-hmm awesome score for this. Like, clearly all of his energy was going into this, and, and I love the Spider-Man score, too, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you compare these two, and I'm like, wow, this one's yeah. even way better. But um, The music's great. I won't complain about the music. I like that scene because I'm like, wow, it's finally, Batman is showing some, like, having fun, having some joy. It's like, wow, that's like a personality trait I didn't even know existed in Batman. And, like, here he is. Like, they're just kind of racing one another before she has to leave for good. I was like, I kind of like that moment. I'm like, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's cute. That's the, and I know that's not something people want to use for Batman, but I'm like, that's no. why I like it. It's different. I just I don't like know. That. I don't know what, something about the lighting too, like seemed boring and like, the only shot of that that I genuinely liked is when they actually, they're in the tunnel, they park, and they both go separate ways. Mm-hmm. She leaves, and there's a pipe where he watches her, and he's, you can kind of tell he's thinking about going after her, and then doesn't. He goes to be Batman. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's it's the amount of time that they spend going around the cemetery, where I, I thought, like, maybe, like, something straight. else cooler. <laughs> and the, the camera angle is, like, downward, so you don't see a skyline... It just seemed bland, mm-hmm. and and yeah. and like you for, know for what a, vibes um, it gave me. Twilight vibes. Yes, honestly, it kind of did. But I like Twilight. I, so I wanted like thing. it's like for a beautiful movie. Why why end with such a drab? It's a beautiful look. moment. It it could have been more. It was amazing. Um, Here's the thing, but you are right. I do think that they would have just ended it with Batman like helping the people on top of the stadium and just like ended it there. Yeah. Because I'm like even the final like. I love when they leave the cemetery. I know you don't. That final shot of him just on his bike, I thought was kind of like, this is sort of a weird <laughs> final shot to have. Yeah. Like, like I, I know people criticize the ending of The Dark Knight, but I'm like, that last shot is so, like, memorable. Mm-hmm. That was my, like, computer desktop image for years mm-hmm. of him just, like, driving away in the distance. Yeah. And this movie, it's just like, it's like Robert Pat. He kind of looks at like the camera. Yeah, it ends like Superman, like, like the original yeah. Superman when he like flies around. He's like, hey, like yeah. it Some almost ends like that. I literally thought Robert Pattinson was gonna like look at us and be like, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> then, then end, and I'm like, why that? Why that angle? Why that choice? A so scene far. I would like to cut, or I think could be cut. Most of the hospital scene with Alfred, mm-hmm. it 
I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like that was one of the weaker scenes in the whole movie. I didn't really, like, they could have had that kind of emotional connection, not Mm -hmm. in the hospital, and it didn't have to be that long. Boo. Boo. You boo. You like the Twilight scene. Yeah, true. I don't know. I like that scene, too. Like, I thought that I, was that was also one of my favorite scenes in the yeah, movie. Like, I liked I it. it was, like, I think important. it was more so-so. I think I that was one of the... Which I, I want to get back to, like, Alfred, you know, too. Like, how we feel about Alfred in general. But that scene... I liked the scene in general. But I that was my least favorite Pattinson performance of mm-hmm. the movie. Was him. I, I didn't... I wasn't sold on on his performance there. Mm-hmm. And and also the Riddler interrogation, I, I got the same feeling where I was like, and both times I watched it too, where I was like, I get it, it's dark and deep, but something about his delivery was like too overly dramatic to the point where I'm like, I can tell you're acting. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. reacting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Alfred too, like how do we... Yeah, I like him, but he's not in the movie enough. Yes, I agree. Is, I think kind of a, like a problem. Yeah. I'm used to Alfred being like a huge helping hand at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were spoiled in the Nolan movies, but even like, I felt like Jeremy Irons did more. Yeah. And I'm we like, had, in this one, had... the most he did was open up the mail, which ended up blowing him up. <laughs> which so almost I'm killed like, him, yeah. I'm like, all right. Um, cool. He solved the cipher. That's true, but that's what true. I mean. Like, he... I need more of that. Almost. Like, I need more of him. Mm-hmm. Was like, he actually really... in the circus? Or was that a joke? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he was supposed He's to be in the, in the Andy circus. Okay. Is that the one who was on Spooky Island, who was the robot, no, that no. Scrappy-Doo? No. They're the same person in my brain. <laughs> They're just, just like, such who are the other two? Christopher like... Walken and um, who's the other funky-looking guy? Steve Buscemi. Oh same God, person in my head. Those two should be in a movie together. Rowan Atkinson, Christopher Walken, and Steve Buscemi. Well, you don't get them mixed up, though. Yes, I do. You get Christopher Walken yes, and do. Steve Buscemi mixed I up? I absolutely do. They are okay. You know the, hello, fellow kids? Yeah. I always think that's... Uh, Christopher Walken? Yep. <laughs> Those kids are more different people. <laughs> Christopher Walken. But, hey, I, get, I get Christopher oh, Walken and... Um, kids. Uh, the guy from um, Yes Man. Oh, Clockwork Orange guy? Yes. What's his Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. I get Terrence Stamp and Chris Rocket mixed up sometimes. I never get anyone mixed up ever. But Steve Buscemi, I don't think I could ever mix him up with anyone. They're both weird looking white dudes and they're old. (laughs) That's racist. You can't say white people look like other white people. I absolutely can because they do. Um, Uh, I have one more thing. I am so... Like, it's the smallest detail. I'm so annoyed at how obnoxiously and, like, obviously big the neck cuffs are at Arkham. They can just slip that over their head. There's no point for it being there. That was so specific. You're like, by the way, what the hell's with that? Like, what's with that? Like, why? It's, it's, it's obviously bigger than their head. I don't know if I why? Maybe it's like a Suicide Squad thing where if they take it off, it blows up and kills them. It's they the flimsiest it. little metal circle yeah. with the tiniest mm-hmm. little chain. It's true, though. You're, like, you're right. Like, I don't understand. It's like a cat collar that's too big. It's one like, of those things what? where I'm like, 
it almost felt like the most Tim Burton moment where I'm like, yeah, aesthetically yeah. that's really mm-hmm. cool to look at. No, but it, does, it makes no mechanical yeah. sense. <laughs> it would look cool if it was a like a goth kid wearing real? it as a necklace. Are they like it's real just, things that people use? It's a fashion statement. It's not even about like the. <laughs> it's actually about not containment. Even the it just it is his. <laughs> yeah. He just I this well, okay. One I said thing I could have bring. one thing. It's a sex I, thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe like it's just a riddler thing. thing. No, the Joker had it too. One that was too big for his head. I'm like, this is why Arkham sucks because they're not like, are all of their shackles too big? That breaks it for me because I thought someone maybe just brought it in for him, one of his friends. If you watch Morbius, you'll realize that anybody can bring anything into a prison cell. Um, God doesn't <laughs> yeah, want us to watch Morbius. Yeah. God said no. Chloe and Zach are going to come with us to see Morbius. And we went into the ditch dude my water bottle i had full that whole thing was a moscow mule yeah, if a cop mm-hmm. would have we come i would have been arrested I know, I was yeah, <laughs> yeah would have. i was like i wonder if they're like and then i was like watching the movie i'm like oh man and i just was drinking and mm-hmm. dude we never even talked about that crowd which was just like the most obnoxious like crowd we, yeah I've, okay i'm was, glad like, we didn't make two it then. security people standing mm-hmm. at the end and had to go talk to several people during the movie the people behind us we're just talking the whole time. Yeah, did not pay just attention. a bunch of kids just yeah. nonstop running See, up and down the it's aisle. It's probably pretty good that I didn't go because I would have gotten up and been like, "If y'all don't shut the fuck up," because <laughs> I was watch this shitty movie again. Stone. You know what annoyed me? Actually, it made me think. Like, well, this is the problem because I hear people on this planet say, "Yeah, Morbius was good." It's because people like that, they go to the movie, they're not watching it, and then they leave and they're like, it was pretty good. I, I, I've talked to some people who are pretty, like, serious about watching movies who have said it's, like, they liked it. No. And no, they, they have, Are they using no. the Chloe scale? No. Very, okay. very much not. Okay. It's weird because I feel like I always have to also say, like, no, it's not, like, that bad, but... Mm-hmm. It's not, like, fun bad, right? Like, it's just bad. Yeah, it's not... Well, I don't know. Like, it's not like Venom, where there's, like, a little bit of, like, like a cheese factor. Like, oh, they're not taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. There's almost, like... I don't know. I like. I feel like they are taking it too seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's it's, not it's talk garbage about movie. It. Garbage Let's people. Talk about garbage good movie. movie. Good book. Good okay. Movie. Last last point. Last performance I want to talk about is Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. I've heard a weird amount of people say that they didn't like Jeffrey Wright. I liked in this. him. I loved him, but I want to know what you guys think. Mm. I liked him. I, would. I thought he made a good. He seemed like Jim a Gordon. dad. That's exactly how yeah. Jim Gordon is well, supposed to be. I'm yeah. not saying that's a bad thing. Like. <laughs> I liked it. After watching, uh, I haven't read year one, but I watched the animated movie. I saw how they did Jim Gordon there, and I thought a lot about that Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I can kind of see why people maybe would say they don't like him, because there is, like, a lot of him just not even a lot of movement in his performance. But yeah. like, it's almost like this was all intentional, but it's a whole lot of just him, like, so what we gotta do? Gotta find the Riddler and the Penguin. He did this, and we and he's just kind of like stands there, like a. It's almost like watching a video game character, like just you gotta go talk to Jim Gordon now. Mm-hmm. He just stands there, and the camera suddenly goes from like gameplay footage to like video footage, and he stands there like I'm Jim Gordon, and I have yeah. information for you. <laughs> but it doesn't like I mean that character. I don't think calls for a dynamic performance. I think it calls for because even like Gary Oldman kind of is the same person he's great he's i'd say i would say he's still the best jim gordon yeah, i would say he's still the best um jim but yeah. he doesn't like give 
he has a decent range in the Nolan Batmans. But this Jeffrey Wright, I think, has, like, the believability of him being the only good person in the whole department mm-hmm. is just right. as believable as the Gary Oldman is. I so. think that's a big part of it. It's like he is someone that you can tell is tired mm-hmm. and has been dealing with a department that gives him no room to really take down real corruption. Mm-hmm. And finally he has the Batman, but he's still like tired mm-hmm. and like I, I like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be tired. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not Gary Oldman and I still like Gary Oldman more. I think there's more to it. I like the fact that they had his family kind of part of the first two movies in a way. Like, they Mm -hmm. actually play into that a little. So, um, this one, they don't do that. But but it was fine. Like, I totally... It kind of reminds me of Sherlock and Watson. Like, not that Batman is a Sherlock in this movie, you know? But it is like... I feel like Jeffrey Wright is the Watson to his Sherlock. Like, it's a different... Yeah. Like, different dynamic that they play against each other. I, I can see, like, mm-hmm. why Batman would trust this guy more than anybody. Like, it makes yeah. total sense. And this Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright seems like a younger Jim Gordon than 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 uh, Gary Oldman. Like, Gary Oldman feels like he's, he's old and tired. And he, like, recently becomes commissioner in, hmm. in Dark Knight. Like, he becomes commissioner. Before then, he's, like, captain or something. Mm-hmm. Um... In this, I think he's already commissioner. Is Jeffrey Wright already? Because actually, I don't think no, he's so. Not. He's, he's just, just an officer. The guy who he might be a lieutenant rats, right? because mm-hmm. he's usually lieutenant Gordon, isn't he? Because it's it's Loeb. Commissioner Loeb is a commissioner who yes. dies in the comics, and then Gordon becomes commissioner after Loeb dies, and Loeb dies in Dark Knight. Um, so anyway, Jeffrey Wright feels tired, but he feels young and tired. Me too. Which is like a different. He's like a different type of exhausted than Gary Oldman is, mm-hmm. and it's it's like too like because the Gotham, in the Dark Knight movies feel huge, and this Gotham feels small. Like Jeffrey Wright seems like a young, tired, police officer in a claustrophobic city. Like I get that from him a lot. Like I think Jeffrey Wright's, like portrayal of that character like fits this Gotham perfectly. So I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Wright in this and anything, honestly. But so I don't, I don't understand why some people are bored with his performance. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's not bad. It's not. It's not the first thing I think of. I guess with the movie, which I mean, for me it is because the first little snippets of the Batman trailer that like before I would like be able to close my eyes mm-hmm. was Jeffrey Wright walking through the first crime scene. Yeah. So before the movie came out, my only like mental image of the Batman movie was Jeffrey Wright in a crime scene, mm. and so that's burned into yeah, my image. Yeah, that's pretty specific though. I mean, like yeah, I guess I just mean more like he didn't. I didn't feel like Jim Gordon needed to be like an extraordinary part of the movie, but I thought Jeffrey Wright was good. Like I wouldn't want him to not be. Mm-hmm. In it, but he got probably the second most amount of screen time, yeah. other than. Robert Pattinson. It's like if you think like if you put if you put Gary Oldman in there with him, like it it wouldn't work. It wouldn't make any sense. Like he's just like too much to be against Robert Pattinson. So like I thought like yeah. it worked well as those two actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just want to point out like I love to. I'm forgetting this because I like that the Batman is like creepy again. Like, mm-hmm. everyone treats him like the creep he is. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be. Like, when he walks through that crime scene, then everyone's like, 
Like, yeah, call him a freak and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I like that because I'm like that's what he's supposed to be. I think too, like, and I've probably mentioned this before when we're hanging out, but like, the Nolan movies, I feel like I watch those movies to watch the villains, you know, or the story is good. But Batman himself, Christian Bale's Batman, is to me kind of boring. Maybe it's because I've had like ten years with the guy, but like this, like I feel like when I went went back to watch the Batman the second time, I didn't go to see the Riddler, or to see Penguin, or the little Joker scene. Like, I feel like I actually went to the theater to watch Batman. Like, <laughs> like, I think Batman is, like, cool again as Batman, not just, like, the Batman universe. I feel like that's what everyone likes, is the Batman universe in, in like, the grand, you know, pop culture scale. But this movie, it's, like, Batman himself is cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why we're going to the theater to see Batman, not, like, to go see the Joker or Bane or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, and I I think I've always been pretty lonesome in, like, really liking Christian Bale and mm-hmm. his Batman. And I really do go see those movies for, like, him. I like yeah. everything about those movies. So this one, um, yeah, I, I mean, the reason I really wanted to see it again was because I was, like, I did really like the story and comparable to something like uh david fincher's zodiac and i know that was a huge influence but that is like the first movie i thought of and mm-hmm. i'm like i love that movie i wish there was more movies like that there's not mm-hmm. unless you've watched all the david fincher movies so it's nice that like hey here's the batman and it's kind of like that well seven um, also fincher movie. no that's what i meant like yeah it's all david <laughs> yeah zodiac yeah. and fincher yeah but i mean like specifically i love zodiac for being like wow it's like almost a nearly three hour movie that i really get into the entire time and i can mm-hmm. rewatch over and over again um so like i think for the sequel the biggest thing is gonna be and i still do like robert pattison's batman but he isn't my favorite yet he's mm-hmm. he's up there um, we've had some really good Batman. We've really been spoiled, and it's kind of a pointless argument to have because they're like they're all pretty damn good. Val yeah, um, I, Val Kilmer might be my least favorite technically, but even he's mm-hmm. like. Which one has bat nips? Val Kilmer Cl- and George Clooney. I live on the weird. Kilmer planet. does too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did too. Which yeah. ones are bigger? George Clooney. I think George that Clooney, one. Yeah. He's my favorite. I mean, I'm like, a, I'm in the wild universe where I'm like, I even like George Clooney, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they all get a, a bad rap, but they're good. They're George fine. Clooney, when he's just Bruce Wayne in those like kind of more mm-hmm. calm scenes with Alfred, I'm like, I, I, he's not bad. Like, he's not mm-hmm. like you guys overblow it, you know. And um, but I'm like Robert Pattinson could become like the greatest of all mm-hmm. in the next movie, which is like super exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, so I, I've been on a massive Cronenberg binge. Um, I didn't finish it, but today I started Cosmopolis. Have you seen Cosmopolis? It's about a billionaire just, like, riding around in his limo all day. And it's it's Robert Pattinson. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it's a wildly different, like, portrayal of a billionaire where he's, like, more like American Psycho level. Mm-hmm. like thoughts and like the way he talks is super weird and like you know like the, his perception of the world is like way more big picture than little does he ever get out of the limo yeah a couple times but it's, it's really weird i haven't finished it and i'm only halfway through but like thinking of that like his portrayal of that billionaire and then this portrayal of batman and like what he could if he ever like transcended the like emo daylight batman or bruce wayne 
and if he ever became more of like the Arkham Knight or like Arkham Games version of Batman. Um, I mean, I would love it if he stayed all like greasy and <laughs> dark during the day. Yeah. Um, I would be totally down with that. But say the sequels coming out. Ooh, who do you want to see be the next villains then for him? Condiment man. <laughs> it's Condiment King. Condiment King. Um, we we talked about Cranston as Mister Freeze, right? I heard um, the guy from Breaking Bad. Brian not, Cranston. Not, not Brian Cranston. The A different guy. The guy who was also in... Jesse Pinkman. No, the guy who was also in... Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. No, the guy Where? who was also in Mandalorian. Better Call Saul. The villain from Mandalorian. The Trumpy lady. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, don't, I can't think of his name. Carlos Esposito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Being who? Yeah. Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Oh. I've heard that. Okay. That to me was my pick. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because I'm be still cool. on that Brian Cranston's going to play Galactus, so he doesn't have time to be Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I mean, I don't That's know. That's been like a four-year thing I'm in on. But and like, if I end up being right about it, short, short round, Mister Freeze. Dude, look at look at uh, Josh Brolin. He he was like Thanos, but he was also Cable, yeah. and like in a bunch of other shit. I, like, I know like, you're right. Like he could. Dwayne the Rock Johnson as yeah. Mister Freeze. Okay. He's busy Black Adam for like the last fifteen years. He's been trying to get that movie. Ezra don't. Miller. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Mister Freeze. I I think I. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm do Mr. Freeze. I think aesthetically that'd be like the next kind of cool pick to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you could really change up the color tones too. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see a different take on him. And how would you put that in the grounded? Kind of, yeah, how would you do that? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I think he can do it. And if he really goes comic booky with it, really kind of mm-hmm. goes wild. I wouldn't want him to go to grounded though like as just like a murderer who freezes like puts yeah. people in freezers like i do want to see the suit i want to like, see, see him see like suit. yeah basically <laughs> i do think that they would ever cross the line into like supernatural or like zany weird like do you can you imagine them doing like Clayface or like i mean they could can you imagine these batman movies doing something like Man Bat. Not right Or Clayface. Maybe Man Bat. Or like, or like doing like, I mean, if they wanted to like do some kind of flashbacks to, um, is it called Brotherhood of Shadows or Assassins? What's the actual name? Is it Assassins? League of Assassins? League of Assassins. League of Assassins, but actually doing like, like supernatural, um, Lazarus Pit. I bet they'll do Court of Owls. That seems reasonable, but it's, but it's not also kind of like it. It seems almost too easy to do in mm-hmm. this Gotham, and like in in Arkham City, they go super in depth into the Court of Owls, like lore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like doing a movie of it would be redundant almost, but it would be cool and it would be easy. In a way. Um, I can see them doing like uh, Hush mm-hmm. or some version of that. I don't know. I don't want to see them do another Scarecrow. I feel like they've done all the 
best villains that they could do grounded. I would love to do... I mean, I don't think they could do it right away, but I would... The long game, I would love to see them do, like, a, a Red Hood storyline with him cool. fighting. You'd have to go through two Robins. I know. <laughs> it would be, like, so far down the line to get there, but it's this Gotham is the Gotham you'd want that to happen in. Right. I'd like them to do um, where, like, Superman shows up and then they have to fight. And Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Doomsday shows and Doomsday up. Doomsday shows up. And maybe Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. I, I, and I, Jesse Eisenberg. I, I kind of trust them with doing anything. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't have, like, any... Like, besides what villains we've seen in some of the movies... Um, I'd have to watch some of the animated movies, maybe read some more comics, because I don't know anything about Hush. I've heard that one brought up a lot. Um, or Court of Owls. I've, I don't know anything about them. Heard it brought up a lot, but... They're like the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like but I'm like, them. I'm up for just doing mm-hmm. whatever. Like, the thing that interests me the most in the next one is, like, are they going to do more with him being Bruce Wayne and, like, evolving that... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the public eye, yeah, are they gonna do anything more with Catwoman, or is she kind of gone for good, or are they gonna have her come back? Are they gonna do Robin? Because I'd like them to start sorta digging into that. I think Robin has gotten a bad rap for over seventy years. I think it's about time someone w- just does. I would like to it. see in the next movie if maybe we see Bruce Wayne go to the circus. The whole flying Grayson's thing happens, mm-hmm. and he takes dick grayson in but then like the whole movie he's trying to keep it secret from him like he doesn't become robin in this movie Mm -hmm. maybe maybe like the first act in the next Mm -hmm. movie or something yeah i mean it'd be interesting if they could kind of play into that because it's like like why are you helping one orphan but you're not helping all the orphans or something Mm -hmm. like like i just because they've kind of already dealt with like the economics of this franchise i'm like they could kind of go mm-hmm. into that because that's sort of interesting and um god i was thinking of one more thing i, I think see. deathstroke too would be super easy to do in this gotham yeah or even tie that in it would be easy to tie that in with court of owls like like he's like their assassin or something yeah and then like the last thing i want to see too is like um just digging more into like what villains are in Arkham, and I know they're kind of going to build that up with a TV show anyway, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm interested in seeing, like, the rogues gallery actually still exist and not do, like, there's very few villains, well, and most of them are killed off or whatever already. Like, no, like, mm-hmm. have them really fill up Arkham and, like, really build up, like... Um, Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I'm like, I, I, and I don't know what it would build up to exactly, but I'm like, but I'm sick of these movies that are, like, they either find a really stupid way to team up all the villains, or they, like, kill them off right away. Mm-hmm. This movie's already setting itself up where it's like, well, these villains exist in Arkham, and they are pissed at Batman, and we don't know what's going to happen next, but something could. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of other villains that we could see in the Arkham show. I bet we could see, Brainiac. like, a... Who? Brainiac. <laughs> we could see, like, a, Victor, a Victor's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just Zod. Bizarro? Huh? Zorro? What? Bizarro? Bizarro. Could we have, could we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show? 
Cowabummer, dude. You've seen that, Cowabummer. right? Cowabummer. The, the meme where it's like, it's Batman and Michelangelo, and <laughs> Batman's like, this is where my parents died, and it's Michelangelo like, Cowabummer, dude. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. I don't, but they... There is a crossover. There is, yeah, there's an animated movie, even. So yeah, it's like, so clearly they met. So like, is that a line that's in the comic? Because it looks real. Cowabummer, <laughs> dude. I, you know what? Um, Nick Cage said he wants to play Eggman. Of course he does. <laughs> like what Jim Carrey's doing? No, 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 no. Eggman from the from Batman. So, this, from the, so the '60s show. Like, oh yeah. 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 So they like he wants to play Eggman, and I'm like, you guys should do it. Like, not have him as a major role, but like have him in Arkham. Why not? Just do mm-hmm. it. Like him as. Oh, he could be Victor Zaz. Could you see him being, mm-hmm. like, all really wild up, kind of crazy cage playing someone? Be Mad Hatter? Dude. He could be on. Scarecrow. He could play so many different mm-hmm. villains and, like, go crazy. I just want to know if they're just going to keep it grounded or how far they'll actually push it. Do you think they would ever introduce other heroes? Like, do you think they would ever be, like... I don't think they'd Like, a Green story. Arrow would show up for, like, a little bit or something ridiculous. Or, like, other grounded no, villains or characters. Gotham. Okay. I don't think anyone else would show up. I do, I do think Doctor Strange will show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce Wayne, we need your help. Of course he would. Um, well, all right. Well, that's uh, yeah. Uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Nearly, Good up. Nearly to me like a nearly perfect movie. I, I think say. I I ended up on four and a half stars. I have five stars. I thought you stopped doing half stars. I went back to it now. Yeah, because yeah. he, he felt that Batman deserved more than four, but not five. I'm like, it does not. Is that why? That is really why. <laughs> I, I, it took me days of going through all like two thousand yeah, some like movies an I have. Yeah, like crisis. He put spray paint in I'm his like, floor. I'm like, it is better than four, but less than five. It has yeah. to be four and a half. I'm like Hunter. They have a half star. <laughs> Hunter has his shirt off, and <laughs> spray yeah. painting his floor. <laughs> his roommate's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> No, I, I have it at four and a half also. He's blaring Radiohead, but he thinks it's Nirvana. Yeah, he's playing. I love Radiohead and Nirvana. <laughs> Five um, stars, baby. I loved it. Well, this is the part of the show where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. <laughs> um, no, this is the last movie. I'm sorry. It's so stupid. <laughs> this is the pretty part, good. <laughs> this, this is the part where Hunter comes out and takes his pants off. There's something <laughs> Cutting off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. <laughs> Ringing. <laughs> this is last movie on earth. Yes. We play this at the end of every episode where we uh it's it's a game where we try to guess the last movie that we each saw. We'll take turns reading off a synopsis of our movie. Um and then people can jump in and try and guess what it is. We'll give hints. Um if no one guesses it, then you get three points. Um and if someone does, then you get a point. That person gets a point if they guess it right. And then we keep our points throughout the year. I don't remember when we started last. Yeah, it says 2021 on here, so it must have been last year. We just I, kept it going I, I from 2021. I'll wrap this one up then, just so I can more okay. clearly, once we read yeah. things. Yeah. But um, anyway, the points are at, uh, we have Chloe at 13, Hunter at 17, Zach and Justin tied with 23 points. Jeez. By golf rules, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. I just don't even I don't even have a response to that 
Hunter, we don't play this game every episode, so correction there. Mm-hmm. We do we do most. It depends. Yeah, if if we're not if we're going too late or you know. if it's midnight, we don't yeah, play this. Yeah, sometimes Okay. Even though I love this, I love this game. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Cool. Okay. A park ranger is forced to take shelter after an attack by a mysterious creature in a primordial forest. You know, you watch these weird horror movies that, like, no, how, uh, I don't even know what to ask for a hint. It's not going to help. You you got that smile going on where you're like, ha I, okay, this was not intentionally. I know. It, it's just obscure. It's just tough. We've talked about it. Have we? Briefly before. Um, what is that supposed to mean? Jeez. You okay. You know it probably. Um. <clears throat> wait. Read it again. Say it again. Park ranger is forced to take shelter after an attack by a mysterious creature or by mysterious creatures in a primordial forest. Is it Gaia? It is. Did you watch Gaia? Yeah. Did you like it? I did. I mm-hmm. liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Because mm-hmm. at first it started a little bit meh, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good. It picks up. It's kind. Of, it's different. It's weird. Yeah, I would Super like to see weird. more movies by whoever did that. Yeah. One. So. Yeah, I liked how weird and trippy, mm-hmm. and like, I liked that I kind of felt confused the whole time. Like I mm-hmm. was just as confused as the main character for a lot of it. Yeah. Which I really in- enjoyed. Yeah. I, I didn't really get the whole romance between yeah her and, like, the son. I took it as more of, like, a motherly, like, she felt like she had to take care of him and she had to protect him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was good nonetheless. Like, I did, yeah. yeah. It's something I'd definitely watch again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I gave it... I gave it three... Three stars, yeah. which I think that's probably for a horror movie. Deserving, I feel yeah. like it's pretty good. Yeah, I think I gave it three. I think three and a half mm-hmm. could even be justified, but that's, three. Is that's fine. what I was thinking. I'd have to watch yeah. it again. A shield colleague comes under attack, and Steve becomes embroiled in a web of intrigue that threatens Winter to Soldier? the world. Captain America, Winter Soldier. <laughs> yes, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> the Winter Soldier is not a movie. Hunter. Actually, it probably is, but it's not. Yeah, it's yes, you're right. Finally, I got a point after, like, two months. <laughs> you just got two in a row. Excuse me. Is there a the in the title? There is a the. Because technically, <laughs> technically okay, he I didn't had, say. But no one jumped in, and I had time to say Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier. And that's, and like, I a lot of syllables anyone else Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Garfield, the tale of the two kitties. <laughs> the two kitties. <laughs> The Fast, The Two Furious. The Batman. <laughs> the Zam. Oh, dude, that would be screwy. Aqua the you, Man. You would have to say The Batman, because Batman is like... See, that. so The The's important. That's a different movie. Um, How many you. other movies are there Captain America, Winter Soldier, or Captain America, The Winter Soldier? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, was, you I know, want half crazy a point. World. You know what's hilarious, actually? Because, like, as you're mentioning this, as I was watching it and thinking of the title, I'm like... In hindsight, I'm like, that is kind of a stupid-ass title. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's like... Captain America's The Winter Soldier? It's weird. <laughs> Question mark? Like, yeah. Wait, is that two movies? You gotta put and in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they figured that out with Falcon and Winter Soldier. God, he never gets to be number one. Mm-hmm. Never. It's Falcon and The Winter Soldier? Always second. <laughs> Always rides, man. I want a point now. <laughs> <laughs> I want the point. I want... <laughs> okay. Hey, is anyone to ask my thoughts on the movie? It's great. We've been. 
Justin, we're all wondering. It's great. We've been over it. All right. What's the next one? Um, I can go. All right. <clears throat> Wait. Is this one of your 1905? No. No, I wouldn't <laughs> okay. do that to you guys. <laughs> I would never. Charlie Chaplin's a gold rush. I would never. That would be pretty funny. Um, the residents of a suburban high-rise apartment building are being infected by a strain of parasites that turn, that turn them into mindless, sex-crazed fiends out to infect others by the slightest sexual contact. Was this the brood? No. Okay. That was just the last movie. You talked oh about. yeah. <laughs> also a good movie. And you said there's child mouths <laughs> in the brood. Yeah. yeah. I don't even have an idea. I. What year did it come out? Nineteen seventy-five. What's the next one we usually ask? Do you have an actor? In... Yeah. Um, top build is Paul Hampton. Is the director? As in the Hampton Hotel. Is the director Cronenberg? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because you were saying you were on a Cronenberg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I feel like I know the answer now, but I feel like it's unfair that I know it. Because I actually have no idea. But the only reason I know is because a trailer came out today. You could whisper it movie, to me. And it's the same title of an older movie he did, Crimes of the Future. And I feel like that's the only reason I would know it. And is that it? No. Okay, I didn't get it. The trailer came out today? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm glad I didn't get it. I know he did an older movie, but wasn't that like a, was it just like a, was it a full movie? He did a movie called Crimes of the Future. So he's remaking it? It's not even a remake. It's literally just the title of the same thing. It's kind of confusing. Okay, yeah. The trailer came out today. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm glad I didn't get because that would have felt so cheap. I did see the new, I, I saw the name of the old movie and then I saw there was a, one come out so i thought like that one maybe was like a student film or something and then he's like making it for real now from what I but slated for this what, year yeah from what i understand it's like it's literally not even a remake they said it's just like it's just the same it's title the same, title. same concept yeah not a remake okay so i know he's, I, he's I, going back to vigo mortensen and leah sadu's in it mm. um okay so no it's not crimes of the future <laughs> And I don't know much Cronenberg besides, like, The Fly and, um, the, what's, Dead Zone, and the mm-hmm. other one is, uh, and it's, this Video is... Videodrome, probably. Yeah, Videodrome. And I, I'm like, beyond that, I would need to, like, look him up. Yeah. American Pie, The Naked Mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Famously directed by David Cronenberg. Back in the 70s, too, huh? Um, Shivers. It's called Shivers. Um, I, David Cronenberg is becoming one of my favorite directors of all time. Mm-hmm. The more I watch from him, the more it's like, why have I taken this long to watch this stuff? And I don't understand why he's not like, like when I hear people rave about John Carpenter and the amount of like praise he gets and the more Cronenberg movies I watch, it's, it's like night and day. Like, I, I wouldn't say his movies are like necessarily all like better but like the ideas and the twists and turns in them are so much more interesting and um weird and the the body horror in every single movie he does is incredible mm-hmm. um he's he's like may, he might be a top five director as of watch, watching the last like i watched the brood and shivers today and he might be like top five director of all time for me 
So that's cool. I mean, like, I think the reason I haven't done a Cronenberg watch is because I just don't know if it's too much for me. But I still have like that. A lot of this, like, even going into any horror, is still coming back mm-hmm. from being a child and like was not my genre. Yeah. So there's still a lot of that that holds me back to finally be like, no, this movie's fine. This movie's fine. I can watch this at night. Yeah. Cronenberg's kind of the next thing I need to move into and be like, it's fine. The only like unsettling, if you can make it through The Fly. And so far, like, like Videodrome is a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, if Videodrome's the bar, I'm not worried, though. So far, no, nothing's topped Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that, uh, I can't think of. Are these all on Tubi or what? Oh, um, Dead Ringers. That one is, is about Videodrome, too. Maybe less than that. A lot of them are on Tubi. Um, there's like Crash is one of his biggest ones, and that I can't find anywhere to stream. Um, and then yeah, I'm halfway through Cosmopolis, which is a 2012 movie. And then I'm s- wanting to start Extends soon, which has early Jude Law in it. I can hear all of that, Zach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm loving all this stuff. That's it, Zach. Turning you down. <laughs> You're out. And now do your last movie on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you turn me back up? Yeah. Okay. Do it only in Morse code by tapping on your mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> two men in the 30s. Mississippi become friends after being sentenced to life in prison together for a crime they did not commit. That's it. In the oh, is this what the... time period? Two men in the 30s in Mississippi become friends after being sentenced to life in prison together for a crime they did not commit. Shawshank Redemption? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that, that is. Place in the 30s? Is that the 60s? Morgan Freeman, not in his 30s. Morgan Freeman. Oh. Did <laughs> commit the crime. No, the 1930s. Not in his 30s. Oh, it's in the 1930s. Well yes. then. Okay. But Morgan Freeman did commit the crime. He did say set oh. in the 30s. Word sure. of the night. Yeah. No, I heard that now. But I meant like... But you said they didn't commit the crime. And I'm saying though... Oh, Morgan in Freeman. In Shawshank, he didn't. But Morgan Freeman did. He says in the line... I will like, kill again. He's like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> That was my Cleveland Brown. That was, yeah. That's really what he says. Then they, then they say, you're good to go. Um, and I had sex with your mother last night. And I swear if you let me out, I'll kill again. 1930s kind of throws me off then. Because I had a different idea for a comedy movie that you've spoken about before. But it's not that one. Also, I think they commit the crime in that movie. Um, what's the director? Um, Ted Deme? Well, don't you do year first? Yeah, 1999. Now do the <laughs> Ted Demay. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Nineteen ninety nine. I only know of one big prison movie that came out that year, but I don't think it's that one. Cause that doesn't sound right, and that doesn't sound like the synopsis they would use. And I can't think of another one. Are we allowed to ask an actor? Is that gonna break it? 
The cousin. You want to wait for the actor? Son of the mask. <laughs> I have no idea what movie you're talking about. <clears throat> Eddie Murphy. My answer, or my... <laughs> still stands. stands. <laughs> oh my god. That doesn't... It wasn't one of his big ones. Daddy Daycare. You already guessed. I know. <sighs> Here we go. I'm having fun with it. Alright. Was what? it called... Is it life? It, it, it is called? life. Okay. It is life. There's How? Like, there's two... Do you just have little gremlins in your brain <laughs> that hold on There's two... To- He's got a mirror. There is two Eddie he Murphy movies. There is Where like, is your little tiny two camera? Eddie Murphy movies I have not seen. Really? I, I knew the titles. Actually, I haven't seen Norbit either, but I have not seen Bowfinger. I have not seen Life. And I know the plot of Bowfinger because that's about like Hollywood, I believe. But I only knew Life just because, like I said, I just know the title. But I would have never guessed that's what the movie's about. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but it's, I still like it. It's pretty good. It's not... Like, it has a lot of funny moments, but it's not, like, a comedy comedy. I guess it's Tim and Martin Lawrence. I feel bad, because I feel like a lot of your movies that you watch on for the show, like, are comedies that you're like, it's not as good as I remember. I'm like, Zach, I feel bad. You keep returning to all these comedies, and you're like, it's not as good as I remember. You should just never, never rewatch a movie ever again. (laughs) Just remember them as like what they, you know, like what they were. Yeah. Well, I'm. No, but it's still good. It's not a bad movie. Your reasoning is always good too, though, because like you said, like when you've done like without a paddle, or I think you did. Didn't you do Let's Go to Prison one time? Or I I can't remember. But like every time you like, it's like it's not as good. But I still enjoy it, and I'm like, Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way about those movies. Are like. I still love Without a Paddle, even though I, I will acknowledge well, it's I a feel like I just, movie. I've just seen a lot better movies now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I want to rewatch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes. That, was, that was one that you recommended that was like that more than ever, like anything I thought it would be, it was more than that. Like. Is that the ones with the zombies? No. It's the one where they're hillbillies and they think they're killers, but they're not. Reverse right horror at the movie? Beginning, is there like they're in a truck, and it looks like yeah okay. <laughs> it's a reverse horror movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, like think, Shaun of the Dead. They think the horror is after them. Oh, they're oh. They, yeah. You think they're gonna be the rednecks who are gonna be like the crazy people who hunt them down, and it turns out to be like the kids are the ones are like the bad guys. <laughs> no, it's like, boys, boys. No, yeah, no, I just no, made it. Cut that even, out. That's major. Well, it's spoilers. not even that really. It's more like it's just like an accident. Yeah, it's it's, it's all, all yeah. yeah it's it's miscommunication. That, like oh my god, they're after us, and it's like you are the ones. Yeah, <laughs> even to the <laughs> point where like they think that they kids coming out of the woods. They think that they kidnapped like one of the girls but then like they end up falling in love and stuff and like <laughs> yeah but then the one guy's actually like Amish or something <laughs> something like that yeah. that is of, a like, horror Letter story Kenny. in itself alright well that's the episode uh, we'll see you next time yeah. and remember always, always beware, beware the cinema swamp. swamp it's probably the clearest we've, we've ever had it yeah. pretty good we know close pretty good Thanks for listening to this episode. So what did you think of the Batman? Do you think it's better than the previous live action films? Did you have some issues with it? Let us know in the comments. Like our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp. (laughs) 